Hi everyone, today is October 17th, 2020, and this is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This week, not a whole lot to to talk about, but we're going to have a double feature with Doug doing Duel this week. Um, He got really excited with the XZs being brought to Duel Links. So there's two decks this week he's going to go over, two decks to help you play XZs. Bujins and Gravekeepers. Bujins already have you know, some XZ support with the box that came out and also an XZ's Monsters. Uh, Gravekeepers don't. So check out what he has to say about how to build those decks. And if you're generally trying to get an idea of how to build those decks or you know, apply them to other archetypes, here's some, he has some ideas on that. So um, he has two decks this week. Uh, we're going to talk about esports for a little bit. Get a sense of the meta as it is right now. The nerfs are officially live for the uh, card list, at least. The skill nerfs, I don't think, are active yet. But um, in the tournament setting, it's all active. So talking about a settling meta uh, through all that with the XCs. And also the stray events this week, Turbo Dual Grand Prix. And there's still only two new cards from that. And also the new card from Tour Guide Bingo. All right. So as for myself, I am sadly still in a life funk ever since um, my job has required me to work uh, different times every day, kind of. It's really unexpected, so really I'm just out of energy. That's just um, how it is, so I've not really been active online or anything like that. Hopefully um, I find a way out of this, but uh, right now I have to keep going at it until I finish, <laughs> but um there, there are signs of life in Duel Links. While I have been playing the Turbo Duel Grand Prix, I've been enjoying it a lot. I've been playing the same deck in uh, Turbo Duel Grand Prix and in, in Ranked Duels, and it's a deck that works really well. Um, I'm enjoying the Turbo Duel Grand Prix, trying to get through that, and then I'll switch over to Ranked completely. But I've been playing Ranked, and I've been playing Restart Card Curries, you know, with the way that they uh, build the deck now with the... Uh, balance format, if you will, with seven spells and traps. So, this deck, let me just say what it is. Two Kunamzan. Only have two. Some decks are running three now, so I can't really do that now. One Hypa. Two Nanishi. Three Merchant Inasachis. One Forbidden Lance. Three Cosmic Cyclone. Two Cash Cache. One Gamma Oil. One Fiendish Chain, because that's all I got. Two cash in, two karma cuts, one bad aim, and one cash shed. And you know, some some things I'm thinking about this deck, whether I should run two forbidden lances and two cosmic cyclones, three seems like a bit much. Two gamma oils, I've you could tutor gamma oil with Inasachi, so there's not really a point in running two unless um it is a late game thing, it's a little win more if you have another Synchro Monster that's already dead. You could bring it back and power it up some more with Gamma Oil. It's a really nice card. It's an equip spell, but it's really good for equip spell. And that's why some people run two of it. Uh, Bad Aim. I just love this card. I think I used my um, my UR Dream Ticket on this card, actually. Now that I think about it. Because I was trying to find something to buy, and I didn't really buy anything from this box. So um, it was a really good investment. At first, I didn't really know how to use Bad Aim, I must admit. Uh, cash in's good. Karma cut's always good. Cash shed is uh, situational, but good. Yeah, 
Um, and then, you know, the playlist deck restart. Some people uh, in the tournament scene are doing pretty cool things with this deck. Um, I'll explain more in the esports section. But uh, restart, you're looking for Nanishi and Merchant. You're looking for Merchant in general. Merchant and Kunamzan in the hand would be great because then you could fetch Gamma Oil and then get the Synchro Monsters out in the same turn. Um, some decks are playing with the level 4 uh, Soldier, Nisamu, I think. That's the 1400 when he's destroyed by battle. Special Summon a Monster from the deck. They're replacing Hypo with the um, Nisamu, but I'm just going for the offense right now. Yeah, not much to say. Um, really solid deck. You could definitely hit King of Games with a restart card curry deck. I just haven't been grinding in the games that I should. Uh, but it's a deck that you could easily hit King of Games with right now. Take a look at esports this week. Um, we're in a weird time where the meta is settling. And as expected, XCs didn't really make much of an impact with its first arrival. Um, anyone could have seen it coming. Uh, we have the earliest versions of XC's cards, so can't really touch the previous meta. And, of course, the um, limit list and also the nerfs to certain skills and buffs to certain skills have happened. So all that is coming, culminating into this meta right now that we're in. And looking at Duelings Meta Weekly number 146, of course, the headliners are, um, we have this new, uh, split in Shiranui with combo and control. Karkuris have picked up steam. Despite them getting a nerf, they're, they're, they're adapting. We'll talk about that. Shiranui's still around. Blackwings, Crystrons, Invoked Roids are the new, the new entry deck, of course, in the meta. So first place, Zenith. Uh, peak performance, Blackwings. All the nerfs this time, Blackwings didn't really get hit by anything, I don't think. Um, I don't recall all the nerfs. Again, talked about that a few weeks ago, but Blackwings didn't really have anything this round. This is a pretty basic deck that they've been running. Uh, three Samoon, one Bora, two Zephyros, three Gales, two Chris, one Oroshi, three Black Whirlwinds, three Cosmic Cyclone, two Offerings to the Doomed. I just lost against this deck, and the draw power of the Black Whirlwind pretty much wins them the games. Very aggressive deck. And um, look at the side deck to evaluate the meta as is. System down shows you um, our Curries, Crystrons, Invoked Droids. A lot of matchups are hit by System down. Second place, Kamina Pro, Sorcery Conduit, Invoked Roids. So basically, it's like a Similar to Element Savers, very similar deck. And they have three of a field spell that you kind of tutor what Roid you want onto the board. And, um, you know, Alistair, of course, and Invocation. These Invoked Roid decks always run three Alistairs. And that's because the power of the field spell isn't really what it was for the Element Saber field spell. But they do it with Submarine Roid hitting for 1800 direct attack. It's kind of a fair burn deck. And Rescue Roid is their fire for the Purgatrio. That's really why you play um, why you play 
invoked because of Purgatrio and Kiteroid to Natural Roid. So the the traps will continue to shift based on the meta. This is the general good trap cards. You can't really go wrong with these. Three Phoenix Chain, two Floodgates, two Bad Aims, and two Karma Cuts. Up four, Irving. See you later, Dark Magician. Not much to say about this deck. We've seen Dark Magician a ton. One Magician of Dark Illusion, one Kaiku, two Magician's Rod, three Dark Magician, three Circles, one Herald of the Abyss, one Illusion Magic, one Eye of Tamias, three Magician Navigation, two Paleozoconated, two Karma Cuts. And top four, Myth Yard, level augmentation, combo, Shiranui, three copies of Spirit Master, that's what you notice with this deck. The combo version works really good with the Sealing Ceremony of Catan. And Ghost Meets Girl is another signature card in the deck. Alright, let's go to the, the stick, and, stick with Duel Links meta. Meta Freakly number 5. Again, Card Curry dominated, but they, um, you know, deck is evolving despite the nerfs to restart and also uh, Nanishi. Witchcrafters have completely fallen off, I think, in this week. That's that's one takeaway. First place, Ohaimi, 1337. Restart, Parshaf Curry. This is a new twist here. So, there's two things going on here. There's a Karakuri shift where you're seeing three copies of Kunamzan and zero Hypa. Hypa's been replaced by Nisamu. We're seeing a trend there. More Gamma Oils, of course. We're seeing decks run two gamma oils. Dev one. This deck takes advantage of Cash Shed being a counter trap and having Rebirth of Parshaf. Three copies of Rebirth of Parshaf, two copies of Ultimate Providence. Now you're playing a restart deck, you're basically playing a balance deck, and you need seven um, spells and traps. So this Parshaf move is a really good move. Half of the traps are Rebirth of Parshaf, and that lets you get around a dead hand. You play Restart, you're looking for uh, a Merchant, or like Nanishi and Cash Cache. Those are, that's how you want to open. With the Merchant, you could tutor out the Kunamzan and whatever, right? Let's say you Restart, and then you still don't get a hand. You're, you have a dead hand, you pretty much lose the game. With Rebirth of Parshaf, you're pretty much extending your, your hand. You would less likely restart. You would take Parshaf in a counter trap and you're good because you'll get a mo- you'll get a monster on the board. You'll get the Avenging Knight Parshaf to pretty much counter anything your opponent plays and then put a free monster on the board. So that's pretty nice. Pretty good thinking to get around the dead hands that come with Karkuris. Second place, Eric's Master of Fusion Hero deck. Hero decks are rising. A bit more of a complete deck than it was. One copy of Plasma, three Ferris, three Stratus, two Malicious, two Vision Hero Increase, one Celestial, two Vision Hero Vions. That's the semi-limit. Two copies of Cosmic Cyclone, one Form Change, two Forbidden Chalice, three Mask Change, one Polymerization. It's much more complete. It's like a, it, it's a, it's a good mix of cards. Um, the older version didn't have as many different monsters or different numbers of monsters. Up four, Zuyo with level duplication Crystrons. Non-sea stealth attack version. Of 
Of course, Psychic Wielder is pretty much a core card in this deck. This is a deck with a lot of level 3 monsters, and I could see them being an XZ's deck down the line. Right now, this deck just runs 7 uh, Synchro monsters. That's fine, since these are pretty much really good Synchro monsters, but down the line, I'm seeing a lot of 3s, level 3s in this deck, and they could be good for some level 3 XZ's plays. This deck also runs two copies of Crystal Impact. You don't really see that a ton. You typically see like a Ryan in a split. And top four, Blackstake Restart Karkuri. Um, instead of the counter trap package, they have generic good trap cards, two Phoenix Chain, two Bad Aim, one Cash In, and two Karma Cuts. No Cash Shed. I guess if you like really like Cash Shed, you're going to lean towards the counter trap version. All right. Last thing we're going to talk about is Le Hotel Cup number 4. This one has a lot of Dark Magicians, which I'm not a fan of. First place, Anthox, Destiny, Draw, Invoked, Voids. I think it's time to put this deck into the tier list. It's not going to be in the tier list, but I think it's time. And um, this one's a little different from the one we saw previously. Two copies of Fusion Reserve to help you draw some of your Roid Monsters. Um, yeah. Second place, uh, YX, NGA, Hassan, Balance, Karakuri. This one's spicy because it has one copy of Spiritualism. This is a card that's been in the trader since the beginning of the game almost, and it's kind of like a one-card hey, Trunade. Uh, return a spell or trap your opponent controls to the hand. Its activation and effect cannot be negated. So it's like a one-card Hey Trunade. I really don't know why this card didn't see more play, but uh, cards like Night Beam, Fire Formation, Gyaku, all those cards, and of course Cosmic Cyclone got play over this card. Now we have this card. I don't know why. Well, obviously Hey Trunade, Hey Trunade um, is gone because of Nanishi being semi-limited, but I don't understand playing well I'm trying to think about why you don't play Night Beam over this but this can return a field spell I guess this can return Necrovalia I guess that's the point Spiritualism can counter Necrovalia that's why you play it over Night Beam sometimes anyways this deck uh, 2 Kunamzan, 2 Nanishi, 3 Nisachi, 1 Nisamu 1 Cosmic Cyclone 2 Cash Cache. One Spiritualism, one Gamma Oil, one Gold Dust, one Floodgate, two Paleozoic, one Cash In, two Karma Cuts. I mean, we see almost every Karkuri deck's more than 20 cards. This one's exactly 20. Run some unconventional choices as well. Interesting deck. Top four, Yasser HL, Endless Trap Hell, Invoked Magician Girls. Magician Girls, Cycle card's really good. Chocolate. You draw, discard, draw, bury, you could tutor anyone you want. I'm not really sure what Apple does, but she recycles. She's fire. You need a fire for Purgatrio, so that's why she's there. And you know, Invoke decks all look the same, pretty much. They run a lot of their trap card decks. And two Bliss the Squad, one Phoenix Chain, two Floodgate, two Paleozoic, one Bad Aim, two Fusion Reserves for drawing, and two Karma Cuts. I guess that's the advantage of the Magician Girls. They cycle so well. You don't need a field spell like Megavoid City. 
Okay. Top four, Damalus. Restart Karakuri. So yeah, restart versus balance. They both force you to run the same type of deck where it's a very balanced deck where there's monsters, spells, and traps in almost equal numbers. The debate between restart and balance in Karakuri will rage on. Basically the same deck though. Um, this one does main Necro Valley, which is interesting, but um, you have incentive to run your best spells and traps in a tournament setting like this. It's a pretty good play. Okay. Um, that's interesting. There's a Gookie deck that runs Firm as Earth. Alright. Let's talk about the tier list update. Pretty much the same. Um, well, they did the tier list update before some of these tournaments. This is kind of like midweek tier list update. And tier 1, we have Combo, Shiranui, and Karakuri. I think uh, Karakuri pretty much will stay. Both of these decks probably stay based on the numbers we've seen. Tier 2, Black Wings, Crystrons have been dropped down, Ritual Beast, and Witchcrafters. I think Witchcrafters are going to fall. I don't see them pretty much anywhere. <laughs> tier 3, Promotion of Heroes and Control Shear Noise stays. Off the tier list are Invoked Magician Girls. Not enough of them, I guess. They're going to have to fight being a uh, meme for a bit, but they're, they're always going to fight that battle. Alright. Let's talk about the Turbo Duel Grand Prix. I like the Turbo Duel Grand Prix. It's a, it's a way for players to earn their ranked rewards when they hate playing ranked duels. So it's nice to escape the meta, even though we have a new meta. It's kind of the same meta, so if you're tired of all that, you could do this. It's like the meta, but you could use those um, dual counter skills, so it's more fun. I've actually been doing more of this instead uh, over the ranked duels this week. And it feels weird not counting the counters. I guess I really like the um, turbo dual counters to get, draw cards and stuff. And I really got like Jack Atlas's uh, skills, the the motorcycle. Plays really well with car curries, I've noticed, so that's what I'm running. And in this, I'm in the I'm in the high I'm in the master cup right now, so I'm it's a, it's a little grindy in the Master Cup. I've noticed you have to win, win like three games to get each level up, but it's not a win streak. I think that's why it's much more easier to play Turbo Duel Grand Prix because you don't need to win games in a row, which is the main criticism of ranked duels or any competitive game. But two new cards in this pool, a lot of old cards. Um, let's talk about the new cards. Drag Dragon Knight Draco Aquisti. Wind level 10, Dragon Fusion, Fusion between one Dragon Synchro and a Warrior, 3200-2000, must be Fusion Summoned. Once per turn, you can target one Dragon-type Synchro monster in your graveyard, banish that target. If you do, until the end phase, this card's name becomes that monster's, and replace this effect with that monster's original effects. While this card is in attack, your opponent takes any effect damage you would have taken from their cards instead. Let's unpack here. First of all, it's clunky. It requires a Dragon Synchro and a Warrior. You have to build your deck that way. Um, it sounds clunky, but there's a way to do it. And 
we received Miracle Synchro Fusion. It's just an R in some box, so um, I think it's a box with a ninja. I'm not sure exactly, but it's just an R in a box, so it's easy to get. And the easiest way to do it, I think, is to get Black Rose Dragon. Your opponent has a board. You make Black Rose Dragon somehow, easily, above the board. Use Miracle Synchro Fusion with Black Rose Dragon and some warrior you have. And then you could swing for game. This guy has 3,200 attack. So, that's kind of like a package play. It's nice. Um, if you're running a warrior deck and you have the ability to make Black Rose Dragon, you could include this package. Seems more fun than good, but, you know, I'm all about fun sometimes. And, yeah, this is... It's not horrible. It's, it's still a cheesy combo, but it's a combo. And the problem, of course, is that with this, you're just attacking with this guy. This card has the ability to copy a monster's effects. You're not going to want to copy Black Rose Dragon again and blow yourself up. Um, and then there's this last ability. When it's an attack, and your opponent takes any effect damage you would have taken. Effect damage has been nerfed. Um, so it's not, not really relevant, that ability. And we can't play Mirror Force or, or a Magic Cylinder, I mean. The other new card is Archfiend Interceptor. It's a football monster. Level 4, Dark Fiend, 1400-1600. While you control this face-up attack position card, when an opponent's monster declares an attack, inflict 250 damage to your opponent. A card severely hurt by nerfs. Um, of course, so it used to be, the, the TCG version is 500. Dual Link's 250. Burn stall card. Classic burn stall card. You put this in attack. They hit you. You, you just keep blocking it. So you would run some kind of annoying trap deck. Um, and you just keep blocking. You could use like Sphere Kribo. You could use Howled Life Barrier. You could use Rainbow Life. Any of those cards keep blocking them. And this card will keep dealing damage. The only way I could see this being used is you're using an Odeon Chain Reaction deck or something. Endless Trap Hell, Chain Reaction, whatever. And you just keep burning your opponent down. Because Burn has been nerfed, this card would have been pretty good with 500, but with 250 it's pretty bad, I think. Um, burn Stall is going to fight an uphill battle. They might annoy the hell out of you with some wins, but they're not powerful anymore with this uh, nerf, so I don't, I'm not expecting this card to be annoying all right so we're gonna cheat a little bit and talk about a card from tour guide bingo that has not been released we're gonna get it soon but because i am starved for uh, game content we're gonna talk about the card and that's antidote nurse this is a card that's not in the tcg it's just straight out of the anime i believe out of zexel um, it's kind of Minecrafty. It's a funny, it's a Minecrafty card. It's like a cartoon, but it's a level, level, I, I have to penalize myself here. Rank 3 Light Machine XZs, 1800, 1200. It requires 3 level 3 monsters. During the damage step when your opponent battles, you could quick effect, detach 1 material from this card, it gains 1000 attack until the end of this turn. During the damage calculation, if this card battles an opponent's monster, that opponent's monster's attack becomes its original attack. Interesting. First of all, it's a nurse with an antidote. The, the um, 
Translation in Japanese is vaccine gal, so that's interesting. It fits into our current pandemic world. We're looking for the COVID coronavirus vaccine. It isn't here yet as of this recording. Um, it fits. But anyways, back to the card. The ability where you detach and exes material, you can quick effect gain a thousand. So quick effects are nice because they can react. You could basically use it as like a trap, as a defensive mechanism against your opponent as a trick. And they swing into this antidote nurse. You detach material, become 2800, you could beat them in that fight. Um, this card also comes with a debuff ability if your opponent's getting buffed. So debuff them, make them have their original attack. There's various cards in the meta right now. Um, Black Wings, they get a buff from peak performance. Harpy's Hunting Ground. Any invoked monster that gets a hand buff from Alistair. Um, tie that binds. Um, Evil Eye Selene, if you see her. But I think the card that's this is most effective against are question mark monsters. So Grand Maju the Aiza, Fortune Lady Every. They're going to be zero, so this card can swing into them. Hit them for basically 2800. That's pretty good. First, the 1800 uh, quick effect, 2800, that's just short of 3000, which is kind of where you want it to be, but there's a lot of effects going on here, so you can't fault this card too much. It's a little situational, but it's a fine choice for as an XDs play for level 3 monster decks. I just talked about Crystrons. They have a ton of level 3 monsters. This could sneak in as an XDs play. Probably down the line we get better XDs monsters. This won't be played, but I think it will see some play just with the scarcity of XDs monsters we have right now. Probably will sneak into some decks that have the ability to spawn a lot of level 3 monsters. Alright, so now it's time for Doug Dimmon Duel's Casual Decks of the Week. It's a double feature with Doug Dimmon Duel. First up are Bujins. Bujins, I don't know if they were ever tiered deck in Duel Links meta, but they were pretty pretty close. They were a very good deck. Um, playing people hit King of Games with them. Definitely very fun to play them. Uh, but now they have XC support. They have their own XC's monsters. Um, yeah, one of the first XC's archetypes to lead the way. So Doug Dim's Duel has one of those Bujin decks for you right now. And then afterwards, he has a personal favorite of his Gravekeeper. So Gravekeeper's XCs. Think about those monsters. They're primarily level 4 monsters. So expect something with that. With the Gravekeepers. And that's one of the less conventional ones. Given that Gravekeepers don't have their own XCs monsters. I don't know if they have an XCs monster in general. But um, they don't have one in the game currently. So here is... Here is the double feature with Doug's Casual Decks of the Week. Hey 
Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. So, this was an archetype that I used to play quite a bit when it came out in Duel Links, and now it's been given new life thanks to the new Xyz monsters. So, that archetype is the Bujin archetype, right? We got we got a lot of hand traps, we got a lot of graveyard effects, we got a whole lot of stuff that you could really change up your strategy, but I'm using this deck to kind of play more so to the hand traps, uh, particularly uh, Bujingi Crane, which is a level 4 winged beast, 1600 attack, 300 defense, during damage calculation in either player's turn, which is important, if a beast warrior type Bujin monster you control battles an opponent's monster, you could send this card from your hand to the graveyard, and the attack of your monster becomes double its original attack during the damage calculation only. Now, you used to not go any further than 4,000 attack because your strongest Beast Warrior Bujin was Bujin Hirume. But now we're talking about a potential for 40, uh, 4,800 attack because you have your Bujinte uh, Susanawa, which is the new uh, XZ's. It's only a rare in the uh, newest box set. It requires two level 4 Bujin monsters. This card can attack all monsters your opponent controls once each. Once per turn, you can detach one XZ's material from this card, take one Bujin monster from your deck, and either add it to your hand or send it to the graveyard. You can only control one of these monsters. You can't control more than one. Then we also have Bujinte uh, Sukuyomi, which is more so an Xyz card where if you're relying more on the cards that are going to be more effective from the graveyard, this allows you to uh, discard your hand and draw. So once per turn, you could detach one material, send your entire hand to the graveyard, minimum of one, and if you do, draw two cards. When this card you control while face-up leaves the field because of an opponent's card effect, you could target one level 4 Beast Warrior Bujin monster in your graveyard, up to the number of Xyz materials this card had on the field. Special summon one of those targets. You can only control one Bujin Tsukuyomi. Uh, so, yeah, it really adds a new level of excitement and fun for this deck. You could run your generic level fours like your Gaga Ga Cowboy, or if you have three of them, you could do your Stellar Knight uh, Deltaros too, so you could pop a card on the field. Really have a lot of fun with the extra deck, play around with, uh, with different combinations, but you're going to have, uh, basically, the deck that I run is an entire deck build of level fours. So you could get into your rank four extra deck plays very easily. Uh, but yeah, you run those three copies of uh, Bujinji uh, Crane. You run those uh, three copies of Bujin Yamato. That is one of the best cards in this deck. It allows you to search and discard. So during your end phase, you can add one Bujin monster from your deck to your hand. Then send one card from your hand to the graveyard. So you can only control one. Uh, then you also have Bujinji Crow, which is level 4 winged beast, 1700 attack. When a beast warrior type Bujin monster you control is targeted for an attack by an opponent's monster, send this card from your hand to the graveyard, negate the attack, and if you do, inflict damage to your opponent equal to the quarter of the attack. You can only use this effect once per turn, but yeah, it's really nice. I like the stall factor. It allows for not only your opponent to take some burn damage, but it also maybe allows you to save one of your monsters for the next turn so you could summon another level 4 and then get into your, your Xyz plays and start getting into your extra deck stuff. So because of the way that this deck is now set up and because we're trying to get into rank 4 plays, Bujin Harume is probably one of the uh, best cards to have. As long as you have any Bujin card in your graveyard, you, uh, aside from uh, Harume, you can banish it and then this card is special summoned onto the field and it's got 2,000 attacks so it's still pretty good. 
then we also have Bujin uh, Mikazuchi, which if uh, a Bujin is destroyed or a Beast Warrior uh, type Bujin is destroyed, you can then special summon this card onto the field. Now as for my graveyard monsters, I don't have too much, but I have uh, Bujingi uh, Quilin, which... Uh, you could banish it from the graveyard to destroy a face-up card, and then I'll run my two copies of Bujinji uh, Sinew, which uh, basically you can, uh, during the damage step or during the battle step, you can banish it from the graveyard and increase your monster's attack by, uh, what, what is it now? So you can banish this card. That monster you control gains attack equal to the current attack of the opponent's monster it's battling. Uh, and if it does, all battle damage your opponent takes from that battle is halved. So, And then for good measure, one copy of Venus Chain, just because. Maybe you could do a treacherous trap hole or something like that, just just for giggles. But um, all in all, I'll run this with the uh, you know, Warrior of Hope number 39 skill, just to have that extra monster in my uh you know in my extra deck it's nice to have eight eight monster extra decks i i cannot complain about that but really the whole point of this is having bujins with their xyz monsters makes this deck super crazy super lethal super easy to use in a casual setting I'm very impressed with uh, you know with the new mechanics. Uh, again, I have a little bit of a background because that's right when I was getting back into the TCGs. Uh, you know, the TC- TCG duels was when these uh, these rank monsters were coming back in or coming into the game. So um, yeah, pretty pretty neat stuff. I love this deck. I think you should give it a shot, even in a casual setting. So that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. Hey there, this is Doug Dimadul with Doug's Casual Deck of the Week. So, with the recent edition of the 7th Extra Deck slot, which is really one of the things I've been dying to see in the game, uh, and with the inclusion of the uh, XZs, XZ, whatever you call it, I, I've always thought it was pronounced XZs, uh, summoning mechanic, uh, I mean, I'm pretty stoked about uh, about a lot of these uh uh, just just a lot of these extra deck cards that we're able to play with. So with that being said, I want to dust off some old archetypes that I've enjoyed playing in the past that now I can add a little uh, extra spice from the extra deck with some of these generic rank 4 and rank 3 plays. So one of the first things that come to mind is Gravekeepers, right? Gravekeepers, always one of my favorite archetypes uh, in the TCG, and for a while I just enjoyed playing the deck uh, in Duel Links. only thing I'm missing out is that one Gravekeeper that searches Necro Valley, but uh, hopefully they put that in the game soon to make things a little bit more consistent. But let's start with our main focus on the extra deck. we got that uh, Grenosaurus, which is the two level 3 monsters to make a rank 3. 2,000 attack, 1,900 defense. When this card destroys an opponent's monster by battle and sends it to the graveyard, you can detach one material from this card and inflict 500 damage to your opponent. So, pretty good. There's a few level 3s in this deck. You have your Gravekeeper's Priestess. You have your Gravekeeper's Headman, which uh, allows you to uh, take a level 4 out of the graveyard. And then you have your Gravekeeper's Nobleman. So, you have a few level 3s in there. That's why I want to start with that rank 3 uh, XZ's monster uh, and, and just go from there. 
Uh, if we could flood the field with multiple level fours, we could use our Stellar Knight uh, Del- Deltaros, the uh, warrior Xyz monster that requires three level four monsters, 2,500 attack, 2,100 defense. Uh, while this card has material, your opponent cannot activate cards or effects when you normal or special summon a monster. Once per turn, you could detach one material from this card, then target one card on the field and destroy it. If this card is sent from the field to the graveyard, you could special summon one Teller Knight. Well, that effect isn't going to be used in this deck. But then, another rank 4 monster that you could get, you got your number 39 Utopia out of the main box. Requires 2 level 4 monsters, 2500 attack, kind of our generic boss monster for the new summoning mechanic. When any player's monster declares an attack, you can detach one material from this card, negate the attack. If this card is targeted for an attack while it has no materials, destroy this card. And then, just for good measure for the burn capability, Gaga Ga Cowboy, the rank 4, requires 2 level 4 monsters. Once per turn, you can detach 1 material from this card, and if it's in attack position, this card gains uh, 1,000 attack if it attacks an opponent's monster, and that opponent's monster loses 500 attack during the damage step only. But I like to use this more for the defense skill, which is you remove 1 material and inflict 400 damage to your opponent. I wish they would have kept the 800 damage like the original card stated, but I know that they're adjusting burn damage because of the uh, speed dual format, and that's fine. But yeah, just in case you're you're in a pinch, you're at you're near the end of the duel, your opponent's down pretty low on life points, you could just burn for game. Uh, Cowboy is a very satisfying way to end any duel. And then for good measure, we're going to have our two copies of Gravekeeper Supernaturalist. It just requires two Gravekeeper monsters, 2,000 attack, 2,000 defense. It gains attack and defense equal to the combined original levels of the monsters that were used as materials, multiplied by 100. And also while Necro Valley is on the field and any card... Uh, any card in your field zone cannot be destroyed by card effects. Uh, then also it has a search function where you could uh, activate the skill, and even if it's not on the field at the end of the turn, you could still search at the end of your turn for any Gravekeeper's card. Uh, and then we have Quintet Magician. Just one copy of it. It requires five spellcaster-type monsters. I do run enough different Gravekeepers in this deck where I could use five different spellcasters to then blow up my opponent's entire board. That's one of the win conditions of this game. But because now we have these uh, level four monsters and these rank four and rank three XZs cards, it makes the deck just a little bit more dynamic. So the deck is made up of my three Gravekeepers Spy, which is a level four, my one Gravekeepers Priestess, which is a level three. That basically acts as a Necro Valley when when there's no field spells in any field zone then I'll run my two copies of Gravekeeper's uh, Descendant which allows you to pop a card on the field by tributing one of your other Gravekeeper's monsters Uh, then just one copy of Gravekeeper's Guard to send a card back to the hand your one copy of Gravekeeper's Headsman three copies of Gravekeeper's Nobleman which is a searcher and level three so uh, when it's uh, destroyed by battle you could then set a Gravekeeper monster in face down position uh, I think it has to be a level 4 or lower. And then our one of our big drivers, the Gravekeeper Spiritualist, the level 4 uh, monster that as long as there's a Necro Valley on the field, you can get into a fusion play using Gravekeeper Spiritualist and whatever other cards as materials. Now, what card was pretty underrated in the old Gravekeeper's deck builds was Necro Valley Throne. Not because it was just a generic searcher to search out a Gravekeeper's monster, but the second effect now. Immediately after this effect resolves, normal summon one Gravekeeper's monster. You can only, evac- you can only activate one Necro Valley's Throne uh, per turn. So what this does now is add an element of 
getting your XZ's plays set up. If you have two level 3's or two level 4's in your hand, you could use your Necro Valley Throne to special summon one of those level 4 or level 3 monsters, overlay, and get into your boss monster, uh, or at least one of your monsters like your Utopia or even your uh, Grenosaurus if you have level 3's. So, yeah, this does spice things up a little bit. I really like it. You could use the skill overlay gain to give a nice little attack boost to your XZ's monsters. Um... Yeah, I think it's really, really neat. It's a fun, uh, you know, fun deck to play. Uh, I may do a few more of these in the coming weeks with some, uh, you know, with some Duel Links decks that I enjoyed playing. But now, because of the new, uh, new additions, it really breathes new life into older decks. So, with that being said, that's it for my casual deck of the week. I will see you next time. Take care. All right, thanks a lot for the two decks, Doug. You can check out Doug's Casual Deck of the Week every week on this podcast. He'll be brewing up some new XZ's decks. Probably very excited about that. So um, check out Doug's Casual Deck of the Week every week on this podcast. And check out his own Twitter account and Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Upcoming news. There's not much time left in the month, and they have two events, so I'm thinking there's going to be two of these events going on next week. But Duelist Road Clash at Crash Town... New skill for Kaylin, Shell of a Ghost, Wandering Duelist, Axel Brody, most likely. It's not official, but I'm pretty sure it's Axel Brody. Uh, new UR Inferno and SR card Volcanic Slicer. I'm thinking someone's going to... I think Brody might come on Tuesday, and then this uh, Clash of Crash Town might happen Thursday, because that is... Um, this Turbo Duel Grand Prix is going to end on the 22nd, so I think that's how it's going to go. They're going to stack Axel in between those two events because he's just a roaming duelist. New um, legendary duelist in the last week of October, Zexel, uh, Shark, I think. And then late October, Mission Circuit, new SR card called Playmaker. We're not in um, range yet, but it's a new SR called Playmaker. We're going to wrap up. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you have any ideas for me, uh, want to communicate? I'm at Green Ranger CCG or the own account at Dual Underscore Assessment. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. Search the Dual Assessment, and you'll find this podcast. And all these notes are on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. All right, have fun, and I will see you next time. <laughs>